so I was going through some documents. Are, are, you know, all right, you you have a a little safe with precious documents, right? Passports, social no. security <laughs> kept under your mattress, right? Uh, you know, but I'm just saying everyone has like a fireproof little safe or something, right? Maybe. Okay, so we're renewing our passport for our trip and and uh we were, I was going through it and I came across all kinds of important, you know, birth certificates, things like that. And I the very bottom there is not one, not two, but three blockbuster membership laminated cards in the bottom. I'm just not surprised at all. Really? I'm really not. I was like, how is this important? So if if our place goes up in flames, don't worry. We got the blockbuster cards. Yeah, it's still only because safe. it's his house that I'm not surprised. <laughs> well, I thought that was humorous uh, slash odd. But I think it's humorous that you think you need passports to travel borders these days. You don't. <laughs> well, we can discuss that and more with our neighbors on this week's episode. Welcome to Neighbors Don't Knock. The show that brings you hilarious, unapologetic conversations only these neighbors can have. Join them and guests in their weekly mission to expand the neighborhood. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Hello, all you loyal neighbors out there. Thank you for stopping by and coming and joining us for an hour of your time, maybe more. But you know what? Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also, to the YouTube channel, we are posting things, and we drop episodes every Friday. We'd love to have you. It's true, it's true. And if you do stop by on things like YouTube and or our social media, be sure to leave a comment because we love hearing from you. Yeah, and, uh, I do. I love, I love reading all that special those special comments yeah it's okay and if you tell him to shave you know it, it'll happen it'll happen but before we we roll into a lot of stuff i, I did want to give one little shout out uh to uh, one of our listeners who uh, listens all the time and and uh julie hello julie if you remember she uh julie was actually on the show well her voice was on the show as uh, neighborly advice about cupcakes you can go back and check that episode out uh, but we just want to say hey and happy birthday. I know her birthday was last week, but it was a big one, and it was good to see you, and just thank you for listening, and what's up? Yeah, it's very cool. Happy birthday, Julie. And for all of you uh, listening, you know, Julie was able to reach out and get her voice on the show by using podinbox.com. And if you want your voice on the show, you can go to podinbox.com slash neighbors don't knock. Leave us a message. It just might wind up getting played for the whole wide world to hear. That's right. Okay, so let's roll into it. Today we are we're going to be talking a little bit about everything, but we have some special guests. We do have special guests. Very excited. I know. So we have very special guests that are that decided to come by. One returning neighbor, which we always love returning neighbors. So it's always a treat when we have our neighbors come back on the show, and just for everyone's knowledge they did not knock when they walked in so uh so <laughs> i just wanted to make sure i put that out there it's true my wife's getting a little bit weird about the whole don't knock thing she's like you guys might be taking this a bit far <laughs> we, we probably probably should do we need to have like a disclaimer on the door or something she's like fourth largest city in the country you know let's roll the dice, maybe baby. a deadbolt turn now and I again <laughs> um but the what's special about these neighbors that have come by is that they have been together for a very long time so they are a couple um but they have their own talents that they bring to the table and they've been working together for many many years uh one of them is a published writer uh both are actors and and entertainers and performers uh they met back in school 
uh, at the University of St. Thomas in the theater program. So a lot of magic happened that year. I, if I had a time machine, Back to the Future, I, I should go back to St. Thomas University in that, that year. We don't need d- details of all the magic that may have happened. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to go there. On, on coupling. I, I, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, they, they both got involved with the best little whorehouse in Texas. And, uh, you know, so a lot of wonderful things happen. Oh, and, the show. Oh, yeah, the show. Oh. oh, the show. The same show I met my wife doing, right? Uh, so we're, we're really excited to have uh, Kevin and Teresa Cooney uh, Kevin joining us, but having Teresa. So, hello, you guys. Welcome to the show, and welcome back to the show. With the applause, I know, you get, right? You get the please. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you, thank uh, you. So, how are you guys doing? Like what? one of the busiest couples I know, except for today. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just just took it off today. You were just you were just ready. I need to prepare for neighbors don't knock. Yeah. By doing nothing. Nothing. Yeah. No, we're we're doing really well. Thank you for having us. It's so much fun. Thank well, you for coming on. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys. And it was great, Kevin, having you back. Uh, but it's even better having Teresa back. Uh, you know, I've had the privilege to get to work with both of you recently. So I it's it's a joy to see you again. Uh, you. I know it feels like more like another work setting. They're like, ah. We got to be like, <laughs> we got to act like professional again. I'm just like, no, <laughs> we just look at your face and we know it's okay. That's why I love you so much. It's just, it's so like, just like almost motherly to me. I'm just like, oh, it's just like, <laughs> if I'm having a bad day. I just like, I walk in and Teresa's like, hey, how are you? I just, I can't help but smile. So. I know how much love you have for, for Kevin and Teresa because when y'all <laughs> walked in today and he's like peacocking around, he's like, some things have changed in the studio. We've upgraded this. We've got new lights. <laughs> We've painted the walls blue. <laughs> you know, just, I know, it was, right? It was very, it was very cool. Very I know. Cool well, I'm, I'm glad to have you back on. Um, and for our listeners, you can go back. Uh, it was season one that we had Kevin on. Um, and Kevin is an accomplished film and stage actor, well-known, and for those of you, you can check out his episode. We dive into a lot of that, but if you're wondering a couple of films that he's been in, Legally Blonde, Austin Powers, well, 2 and 3, Independence Day, Dead Poets Society, Charlie Wilson's War, Bring It On, again, and Primary Colors. I had to throw that one in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, But many, many more. Um, you know, he also does, uh, here, you're based in Houston, so you're doing projects. Now, aside from the show that we all just did, uh, the cabaret. Are you guys working on anything right now? Or are you just no, enjoying life? No, we're you know we're just <laughs> cruising. Are we cruising? Yeah. I feel there's something we're supposed to be working on, but I can't remember what it is. I know it's good. <laughs> Y'all gonna be driving home? Thinking, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that quick, was quick, get that script. That, yeah. that was <laughs> sunny beaches. We're yeah. supposed to be memorizing songs for. Paul Hope's Cabaret for the next one. Oh, you guys are already working on uh, yeah. the next one. Oh, okay. Yes. And when is that going to be going up? I know it's First May. First three Mondays of May. May, okay. May. Yeah. At okay. Ovations Theater in the Village, right? Times, yeah, in Rice Village. Yeah, Rice okay, Village. yeah. So if you guys are wanting, if you're in Houston and want to check them out, uh, they're going to be at Paul Hope's Cab- Paul Hope Cabaret, um, and you can find them online and get tickets. We'll put the link in the episode description. Um, so take us through a typical day for you guys. I mean, because I I know a lot of people love working with their spouse and you guys have been doing it a long time, but, and and I know you, you have several kids. (laughs) I love it. It's a very long time. (laughs) 
now, now I understand that no, we were chilling. We were cruising. Today. <laughs> that was that was really great. I was like, oh, he's so cute because he thinks he knows. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't know. I mean, I mean, because for people that work, especially in the theater industry, um, there's not a lot of people that, as a couple, that that I mean, there's there's lots of people, but to do it as long as you guys have been doing, um, what is kind of the secret to balancing that? Because you're doing similar projects sometimes, but then you're doing your own thing. Sure. Well, there was a long period of time after we moved to New York where she devoted all of her creative time to uh, writing, and so she was not involved in the in the theater or acting world at all during that during that time, and that lasted, gosh, I mean, until the kids were gone anyway, right? I can't remember. It was all so long ago, but it was. It I did have a long time when I just. If I had been trying to to act and write books, I would never have done right. either very well. So when we moved to New York in the eighties, and that, and so that all the way up until basically, we started coming back here to work uh, for yeah. Tuts. Yeah, when it, we started out, we did lots of our early work at Tuts, and so it really felt like coming home when we started coming to work at Tuts again. So yeah, that was great. Well, so what made you move into the writing? I mean, was was it? Is it? Do you find yourself enjoying that more than being on stage? It is so much harder than being on stage, but I do love it, and I had always wanted to do it ever since I was a little girl. I, I'm one of eleven children, and I'm number two, so I was always taking care of the little ones, and I took care of them by writing plays that we acted out all the time for our poor neighbors who had to come to see all of our plays. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was that's when you lived in, in Beaumont, in right? In Beaumont, okay. right. Grew up in Beaumont. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, said yeah. you're the eldest of the... I'm the eldest girl. Oldest I have girl. one okay. older brother and then everybody else had to mind me. I love that. They didn't at all, but that, they were supposed Still to. Still don't. No, they don't. <laughs> but they're wonderful. It's a great, great family. And Kevin's one of six. So between us, we have one million relatives and it's it's wonderful. I mean, I, I we can we can relate to that. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I, I definitely can can relate to that. You're one of six, right? Uh, uh, second of seven. Seven. Second. Okay. Second of seven. So I, I definitely can relate. Yeah. Um, and not as many girls in our. We had only the two girls in, in the family, and they were much younger. So it was mostly boys driven type of, you know. So and good thing for my parents though; they didn't have to shop. For like the first couple of years, it was just that's we got all the hand me downs, right? Oh, this fits you now. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is this is the problem with having me as a friend because you say second of seven, and I immediately think seven of nine from Star Trek. So now I'm picturing you with like Borg implants and like a laser eye. Would have definitely made the household much more interesting. I'm not gonna lie there. But you went to, you actually went to high school with my nephew, one of my nephews, Hunter Nelson Jr. Yes. In fact, he he launched me, uh, and, and this is where I would tell you. Into the air. Uh, <laughs> no, you, you laugh about this. I'll, I'll, I'll share this. So this is something I don't know if I've, I've shared on our show. Um, but Hunter Nelson uh, wrote a play uh, our senior year, and I was I got into the theater my senior year because I joined tech, the tech theater class because I needed another elective. Uh, in, for fri private school, you had to have a certain amount of credits every year, regardless of whether you had enough to graduate. <laughs> so I was like, mm, what can I do? Oh, I'll do tech theater. <laughs> Budget, kids. <laughs> so, just make it work. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I, I, I got involved, and um, Hunter was in the class, and he had written this play. And we kind of, one day as a class, read his play. And we all really enjoyed it. And I still remember it. It, I, I think I have the script somewhere in a box in my storage unit somewhere, but it was called The Search for the Christmas Miracle. I saw it. 
Did you see it? I was there. You saw me. I saw literally you. Literally slide across the stage. I was. I played. <laughs> I played a bum that was selling Christmas miracles. I had a sign that I was selling Christmas miracles for a dollar, and then on the other side of the sign, uh, fake IDs. I love it. So, <laughs> that was so, you. That was me. That was me in high school. I probably look way different. And I had to do a penguin dive on stage. Like it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> it's exactly. Not, I don't. Even, however you want to picture that, it's just whatever. Now you we know did. why Brian doesn't have children. <laughs> and the rest is history. Yep, there you go. But but it that was did. a year of the twisty bubbles. <laughs> you know? It was a really good play. It I really, loved it. It really was. Yes. I I wish I wish someone had a recording of that. To be honest, but that's actually what launched me into really doing more theater. I was always a performer and a singer and things like that, and I had done things, but. That was what actually launched me into wanting to do more. So when I got into college, I didn't do a specific, uh, you know, BFA or anything like that um, in acting, but I did do courses um, and I got into performing and things. But I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for for Hunter's play and, and doing that senior year. So I, it was really, really cool. Um, so, Hunter, if you're listening, what's going on, man? Uh, we need to connect. <laughs> he has a podcast of his own, and he's doing really well too. Oh, very. Well, you know New what? York City. We, you, Hunter, you need to come on. You need to come on the show. We'll we'll get you on the show. <laughs> I like it. Lacrosse promotion. That and, would be and, great. Y'all. Are you as convinced as I am that if he's really looking for any missing script, it's got to be under the blockbuster cards and the bottom of that stage? <laughs> yes. I bet. That's the place to I look. Mean, Just, I, oh, there it is. Well, you know what's amazing is all three cards are my wife's. Oh. They're, they're all, all, wow. three, all three of them. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. She, she, like old license and all that I, I get and things, you know, old IDs. And yeah, heads up. But hoarding starts early. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> I just it made me laugh, and every time I go in, I chuckle because I'm just like, "Do we? Is how important is this really?" I, I, I think the last blockbuster officially closed. If I'm not, <laughs> yeah, if, if I, I'm not I mistaken, it was it was up they in just make a movie about that or something. Or something. Yeah, they yeah. made something there yeah. or a Netflix show or something about the final blockbuster yeah. that was still there. <laughs> That's so I, I mean, I I loved that was an event actually. I don't know if you guys loved going to rent movies. At oh that yeah, point. yes. That was, was big it deal. was a very yeah. big deal and we loved it and I miss Blockbuster. Yeah, I used to have a barber in New York who who would say, Have you been in any movies lately? <laughs> and I said, Well, you might, yeah, there's one playing in the theater right now. Not the theater. On tape. <laughs> I only watch movies on tape. <laughs> I like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sounds like my kind of guy. Yeah, it's true. The blockbuster wasn't event. Like you stand in the aisle forever. You're flipping the covers over, reading yeah. everything. It was really and fun. And, well, now and we you had to get there early to get the, the most coveted movies because right. they only had a couple copies, yeah. right? So you were like checking the ones that were being put out that haven't been yeah. put back yet. You're, yeah. you know, I remember there was that. an art to it. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. You get home, and you're <laughs> cursing. Be kind, rewind. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I, I think I they charged charging me. I think we 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 lost a movie or something, and you know they sent like some. Are you still paying for it? Yeah, <laughs> you probably. <laughs> I'm sure there's every month. I'm sure, I'm sure there's something because I remember it was like it's like a hundred and eighty dollar bill or something, you know, oh. to, or you know something like return our movie. I'm like I don't know where it is. Yeah. There's like five, I, think was, I think it was Tommy Boy actually. It's like five blockbuster employees left worldwide. You know what do you guys do? We charge Brian. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's covering our pays our covered. social security. That's right. Every month, it's great. When he doesn't chip in, there yeah. goes our dental. Otherwise, the IRS will flag <laughs> yeah. it as a hobby. You know. <laughs> Well, I'm so I'm so excited to have you guys here. Now, let's dive in a little bit to since we started to touch on on your writing and things like that. Uh, and I noticed that you have quite a stack of of books. 
just a, just, but just that <laughs> took me a long time to write. <laughs> uh, what was the what was your first book? My very first book. Let's see, it's right here, the Twenty Five Cent Miracle. Does that oh, show somewhere? Yeah. There it is. And there that's it is, our, right there on camera. This Perfect. is a, a later edition, and that's our gra- our granddaughter on the cover. Oh. This is Stella Carol Cooney. There she is. All right. And, now, and she's almost 18 now, but she was younger now. Well, she's now immortalized on, on the cover of your yep. book. So, yes, she, she <laughs> so there you go. I bet she loves it, too. <laughs> uh, in a picture taken by my sister, Annie Kansas. Oh, it, I wrote that one. Let's see. I'll give you some dates so you'll understand how old we really are. I know we look <laughs> so young. But we met in 1967. We got married in 1968. And uh, her daddy was born. That was this quick. Is... <laughs> you, guys, you just knew. We were oh, yeah. Just, that, that's great, though. We just yeah. didn't know any better. And <laughs> it... <laughs> that's more like it. There you go. <laughs> but it worked. It, somehow it all worked out. Her father was born in so 1969. Far. And then she was born later than that. But anyway, it we really have had a lot of fun. And at the beginning, we hit because we'd met in theater, Charles Crone directing us in Little Mary Sunshine at the University of St. Thomas. Uh, Kevin was Corporal Billy Jester, the funny guy. <laughs> and I was Little Mary. And he really has been stealing scenes from me ever since. Now, yeah. what that well, the tone just changed just a little bit when you <laughs> said that <laughs> when that comment was made. He's the funny it, guy. It, it was like all sweet, and then all of a sudden he's been stealing scenes from me ever since. That was just like it was like <laughs> it was just like well, there's a little truth to that. Uh, yeah. It's just so funny. Uh, and upstaged again. It must be Tuesday. <laughs> you know? I, but you know, I I totally un- I totally understand that though because I have seen you on stage and and you know I I get it. You just. People gravitate to what characters you play, and you really own them really well. Thanks. So, I mean, it's really a treat to watch you. So, I, so I understand that. You understand? You've seen, I've him, seen him in him. action. I've seen him in action. Yeah. I've seen him. I've stood next to him. I, it's in fact, trouble. In, in fact, a song that was supposed to feature me, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone just. I, in fact, someone actually told me after one of the shows, like, oh yeah, we loved it when Kevin hit you on the head. And that, <laughs> I was like, what oh, about all the other stuff we did? <laughs> Yeah, we only remember that. <laughs> I'm like, great, that was memorable. <laughs> oh yeah, that show. I liked hitting you on the head. Right. So, so okay, so so with your story, so so you meet and you get to writing the the first book. Oh yeah, not for a while because first we we were here in Houston. We had uh, after we got married, we lived after Kevin got back from the army because he went almost immediately before we got married. He got dra- drafted. It was during Vietnam. And thank God he didn't have to go to Vietnam, but he ended up going to Korea for a year where there was no fighting at the time, thank God. But he was gone for the first year we were married, and our baby was born while he was gone. And it all times out if it, very legally, if you listen to the numbers. <laughs> and the other, all was good. <laughs> but, but Michael was born while he was gone. Then when he got back, we had actually lived together during that time three months as a married couple, and then he was gone for a year. So when he came home, we had barely lived together, and we had a seven-month-old baby. So wow. it was all—you know—it was a lot to take in all at once. But but we came back to Houston, and he got a regular job. You tell about that, Kevin. I went to work for a company called Brown and Root, which I think is now called Kellogg Brown and Root or something like that. It's construction, engineering and construction, and it was you know boring. Hated it. Oh, but I made enough money to pay the bills, and I. I was doing on the side dinner theater, which was big back then. 
And uh, that's kind of how we existed until the Best Little Whorehouse. We did lots of shows and together. she got into it, and then that's when we went on the road. Yeah, for, but first first we did the dinner theater shows together, or, or, you know, one at a time, and we started doing touch sometimes together, sometimes one at a time. And it was just fun. It was so much fun. I, I taught at Tuts too. That was my day job, teaching. It was called Creative Dramatics because I'd seen that written down somewhere, and it sounded so good. I didn't know what it meant, but we did plays for little kids, lots of musicals, and we sang and danced and had a good time and no discipline whatsoever. I was told at one time that my classes had no discipline whatsoever, and I cried, but they did not. It was true. <laughs> when you went back to the reality, <laughs> oh, wait, they really I would have taken it as a compliment, personally. <laughs> I, I guess been I like, Damn right they don't. But we had a lot of fun. Well, we there you go. But it was really when we moved to New York after, after the whorehouse adventure, and we went there and she made the decision because we were living up in the country north of New York City in in, uh, in Westchester County. Katona, and, New York. And that's when she decided, okay, I'm not going to get into the sausage grinder of commuting to New York City and trying to get into, you know, ensemble work on Broadway and all of that. I'm going to stay here with the young kids and write, and that's that's when you really started. That's when I really started. That's when I you had found already, your editor yeah. and your publisher. Yeah, I had written plays at Tuts for the children I taught, and that was I loved to write. Always loved to write. Um, but when we were on the road, the for with the best little house in Texas, we were on the road for three years, and we took our children with us, which was great fun. And they were, let's see, ten and almost eight and almost three, and they were with us on the road for three years, and we would get we would. That was before there was the internet or any of that. Kevin would would call the 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 uh, what, what do you call those things in a town that they I give would you call advice? the chamber of commerce. The chamber of commerce. <laughs> say, yes. I'm looking for a rental for two weeks or six weeks or however long we were going to sit down and babysitters. You know, there's, <laughs> you know, and it's you know, it almost always worked. It worked out, and we still remember it. Our boys too. I don't think they're lying. I think they mean it. It was just one of the most fun times. Of our entire lives. It was just wonderful. We had so, so much fun. Cool. We went all over the country. Our, our youngest, Errol, who is now a wonderful guitar player. I, he, he he played with Stevie Wonder for eight years. He's getting ready to go out again with Janet Jackson. He's just he, on the Oscars. Show. I was about to say, I, I saw you post a, a, a shot of, of him playing uh, in the, yeah, the, the band. In the orchestra. Yeah. yeah, in the orchestra. His big brothers, Brian and Michael, taught him to play the guitar. And sometimes they look at each other and say... Why did we do that? They <laughs> have real jobs, and he's having this amazing time playing for Stevie Wonder and Janet Jackson and people so like cool. that. But anyway, but he was just a baby, really. He was three. He turned three on the road, uh, and there was a reason I was telling you all of that. Oh, because to get into the to New York. Once we got to to up to when we moved up to New York, we needed to kind of have a regular life again they went back to regular school and it was going to be the first time all three of them would be in school all day so i figured i could use that time to do my writing so and apparently it panned out very well for you it was a miracle because what was that that first book 25 cent miracle you found, <laughs> you found that editor your right editor Dick oh Jackson, my the wonderful editor richard jackson Bullseye. He he also edited uh, Judy Bloom's books. He was yeah. oh, amazing. Wow. But we met him because friends of ours from the theater, Will and Patsy McKenzie, we had met at Tuts. They uh, had directed several shows that Kevin was in, and 
Kevin had understudied Will when he did Promises, Promises. I guess that was the very first one. Anyway, they became dear friends, lifelong friends. We love them so much. And when we were getting ready to move to New York, they came to visit up up at that old house, the great old house in the country that we were sharing with Pete and Carlin Masterson. They were Mm -hmm. the creator and star of of The Best Little Horse in Texas, and they became our dear friends. And uh, Will McKenzie said, so what are you doing? I said, well, I've always wanted to write children's books, but I have no idea, you know, how to get that, get them published or do any of that. And he said, oh, we have a really good friend who lives nearby. Her name is Judy Angel. She was a well-known children's book writer. And she and her husband are great friends. And her editor lives up here somewhere. And he's really, I think he's really good. You ought to meet Judy. So Judy introduced me to Richard Jackson, and he, he was my editor. He, he died a couple of years ago. I will miss him forever, but I've never had another editor. He was an amazing he was guy. Best. He was the best. So he kind of guided me through. He sort of edited the way a director directs, if that makes any sense. I, I, I can understand that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I get that. Uh, um, he, he, so, did, yeah, he would I, not impose... You know, say you've got to do it this way, but he would he, let you think of it. He would yes. let you think of it, but he would lead you there somehow in a way that maybe, you would think you would maybe just of it. asking you why do you think that? Yes, yeah. literally he, just making ex- making you peel another layer that's off. That's exactly right. Okay. He asked the right questions and was so supportive. And anyway, I'm really lucky to have met him. I will be grateful forever for that. So I wrote my first. All of the first books. Oh, I just set up movie. I did. I've written a bunch of screenplays too, but they've never actually been made into movies. But they <laughs> almost have. Well, we, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbors Don't Knock is produced by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more. Combining years of experience in podcasting, acting, and sales, CNG offers big media products at small business prices. That's right. To learn more, visit their Facebook page or email them directly at admin at cngcommunications.com. Okay, so you are, both of you, accomplished so much. Um, and, you know, you, you got inspired by, <laughs> like, Kevin's like, well, I don't know, accomplished. <laughs> accomplished? <laughs> How do you spell that? We're just old. <laughs> <laughs> really old, but so I, many syllables. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I will say, wh- where did all the inspiration with the writing come from, specifically? Like, because because you have a lot of books here, and so it's got to come out somehow. I think I started. You know, they always say write what you know, and my wonderful editor, Dick Jackson, was that was you know, find your own, find your stories. You know, At the the first couple of things I sent, he he said. There was one one paragraph in one of the stories that made him know I could write, but he said he had already published many books on that same theme. It was about a family moving from Texas to New York, up in the country. It was just exactly what had happened. And he said, it's very sweet and, you know, fun, but he said we have lots of stories about families moving from one state to another. But he said there was one paragraph in there about the mother before she left Texas going into the bedroom closet because they the house had been that we ended up selling had had uh, had to be repainted and they had forgotten the bedroom closet and 
the 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 van was coming out moving the on its way kevin was saying we got to leave today hurry up and i was in that closet painting and crying because i was moving and i was i still think it's so crazy i was very sad about moving leaving my family even though we'd been on the road but this seemed like more of a real move and there was a dog that thought she was our dog that used to come over for a poached egg every morning and that was why I was crying because wow, very specific taste buds. Yes, the problem was is that she because she's cooked three poached eggs, she ate it only one, so the dog got two. And about oh. six months later, the dog died of a heart attack. That is not true. <laughs> that is so not true. We don't know because we left and never saw the dog again. Old wounds are now open. No. <laughs> but I, I was in the closet crying because we were leaving Amber and she wouldn't ever poached eggs. And I put that poor Porky Amber. I know. Oh. Good lord. I feel like you have a, like you have a road trip now in, in your midst, Kevin. <laughs> I think like now you guys are gonna have to like travel down there just to kind of check on it. Check she'd be, I think she'd yes. be fifty two now. So I <laughs> see now that there's a screenplay for you. Right. It's amazing. <laughs> anyway, that's that was that paragraph. My editor told me later that's the only reason he called me back. That paragraph made him know I could write. Now, how would you know that? I don't know. But he, Interesting. He, that's what he said. That's kind of those people I guess you trust a little bit to, to see something that you don't, maybe. You yeah. know, that's why you It hope. happens in auditions. You know, you can do something and, you know, there might be some some little thing that happens that attracts the, the, the director. I, you know, who knows? Yeah. So yeah. I tried a whole bunch of things. I thought it would be fun to write a story about a family of 11 children because, you know, we're so interesting to ourselves. And I've sent the first, whatever that was, 11 chapters of that to him. And he said, it's too many children. I can't tell who is who. It's too many. You've got to cut it down. I can't do 11 you, you children. You are just ahead <laughs> of the curve for Cheaper by the Dozen. Well, uh, or way behind. Way behind the curve. Right, that already been, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or just yeah, what? Yeah, I guess behind the curve. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I, it's like you had that one. Was that, was eleven? Is that too much? I guess. Right. Oh, they already have twelve, so we can't do eleven. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a, it was that movie uh, that Ben Stiller was in where he, he picks up the hitchhiker and he's like, oh, you know that 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 video, eight minute abs. <laughs> and he's like, I was like, yeah. He's like, well, I'm gonna create something better. Seven minute ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that's where it was. I was one shy of a dozen, and it, anyway, it didn't work. So I, I decided I I was going to have this part in the book anyway. My mother, of eleven children, used to do charity work and all kinds of extra things besides just take care of us. And there was one little boy that she would pick up at the children's home. Uh, once a week or something, and he would come to our house and play, or we'd go on the picnics together. And I kept thinking about, you know, my mom, who had so much that she had to do anyway, that she changed that little boy's life. And later on, his family was able to take him in again, and we never knew what happened. He moved away. But I know that those fun times we had together mattered. And I started thinking about my if, if a, a little girl I wanted to at least kind of base it on how I felt as a little girl, had a need for a surrogate mom. And I could, you know, use a lot of what I knew from from just growing up with my mother. So it, it went from 11 children to one. <laughs> <laughs> just... Just taking the good stuff, right? Yeah. And well, so you have so that was your that was your first book. Now you have eight. I do. Which is incredible that because mm. I mean, I, like you said, 
very difficult, but apparently there was something that w- was bringing it out of you. What would you say your favorite that you've you've written is? You know, that's like choosing a favorite child. You can't can't do that unless you only have one. I can't. I feel like my parents <laughs> had that pretty easy. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, we, first like, of all, you know who's first the first one struck from the list right i feel like I, I don't know if they would i don't think they would yeah. tell me i but can't I'm, tell I'm you but i'll sure. give you three guesses I, yeah, you know. i'm pretty sure that they when they're behind closed doors they're, they, they, have a, they have a list so, so, so we okay. all love you but mm, we're gonna we're gonna put you in a number numerical yeah. order yeah do you think no <laughs> Some children are harder than others, but we love uh, them all. Yeah, there you go. We love them all. So, okay, so you don't have a favorite of the eight books you've had published, but I'm I'm curious. It's it told the story about like coming back, like oh no, you know, maybe we can whittle this down. How many books have you written that have never been published? Do you have a, a collection of works that you just sort of? No, I no, I, no, I, ne- I I had beginnings, you know, that didn't go anywhere. There, I think every writer has beginnings that didn't go anywhere, but I had this wonderful editor and he he wouldn't let me down he moved her along Very if, cool. if, if yeah. i sent him something you know the beginning that didn't work he would or i would give him several things he would choose one and i would stick with that but i, I will tell you okay i'll tell you real real fast okay 25 cent miracle okay <laughs> <laughs> the second one's devil storm based on a story my mother told me about the great storm of 1900 in uh, galveston and on the bolivar peninsula Mm. And uh, th- when I was a little girl, she told me a story, a true story about an old man known only as Tom the Tramp who rescued a family of children who were stranded on the Bolivar Peninsula during the storm. Oh, and I'd good. always oh, wanted wow. to write that. Oh, wow. So that was my second book. Okay. And then what was the third book? The third was, I guess it was in One for All, One for All, of Kevin had a friend in the Vietnam War who didn't make it home. And uh, around the time that our son Michael was graduating from high school and started getting all those letters from the armed forces that story hit me again really hard so it's about a a, a girl a 13 year old girl whose brother goes to Vietnam so and oh, wow. her his best friend is in the peace movement so uh, there was a, that's the triangle that that tells that it, the story is really about okay and and now you you mentioned some screenplays mm-hmm. but I, I feel like uh, there was a conversation that we've had off the show that you mentioned something kind of similar to that book uh, of a screenplay that you guys were interested in doing something together with. Well, was it? And I I wanted to ask if it was, if your screenplay came from one of your books. Well, this, the, or the the inspiration, the, the screenplay for devil storm came directly from devil storm because Pete and Carla Masterson had thought it would make a good movie. Uh, This was not long after Pete directed the trip to bountiful that, for which Geraldine Page won an Oscar, and Kevin was in it, and Carlin, as Carlin Glenn Masterson was in it too, and she thought it would make a really good movie. And the producer, I've forgotten his name, Kevin. George Yanoff. George Yanoff. He said he had produced the trip to Bountiful, had been been part of that, and he said that he would like to make it a movie. And I worked on the screenplay, and he said yes, and then he died, which was very unfortunate. Yes. But that. 
our hopes sort of died <laughs> I, with him. How could he do that to us? I, I don't know. <laughs> We're still holding a grudge. <laughs> did you <laughs> did, did you cook him eggs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With only eggs. two poached, all poached. those poached <laughs> eggs. Poached eggs. Anyway, so that went away, but it came back again when we were in the Hope, when we were in California, and another producer uh, read it and said, "This is the best screenplay I've ever read." I didn't know they say that to lots of people. I said, oh, thank you so much. And he said, this is Devil Storm. And he said, now, don't say this right away, but this was in the days before CGI was a big thing. Mm -hmm. He said, the most expensive special effect you can have is water. And he said, so the great storm of 1900 is going to be so expensive, and we don't have a really big budget for that. Uh, so he said, well, how would you feel if we changed the storm to a to a fire and the family's house burns down instead of washes away and we'll call it devil fire instead of devil storm they said now i know that's a big change don't say anything right now but give it some thought and i said don't really have to give that that's, yeah. that's, like, that's let me not change completely the complete yeah. premise of, yeah. of the you know what didn't happen yeah. a fire yeah. <laughs> i know oh wow. but it's easier to burn something than it is so to make it easier. rain a few years later that the, they asked me to write a screen Play. I've written several, and some have gotten close. But to a, for a, we always call it the horsey movie. But it was a movie about a horse that almost got made, and they asked me to write the screen to rewrite a screenplay, which I did. And they gave me they gave me the phone and said, "You've got to tell the producer that you can't rewrite this screenplay for less than ten thousand dollars," which seemed like a lot to me, and I was very excited. And I I said, "You tell him," and she said, "No, you tell him. This is Carlin Glenn Masterson. I mean." Emmy, Tony winner, I do what she says. You tell him. So I got on the phone. I thought I did a good job. I got off the phone. I said, did I do all right? And she, was, she had her head in her hands. And she said, I think he probably understood. I said, what do you mean? She said, you, you told him you couldn't do it for less than $10 million. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Shoot I, high, I didn't. shoot high. Yeah. You know? So that, that thump sound we heard was him fainting. Yeah, it, I, I, didn't, I didn't get the 10, 10 million. <laughs> we'll, we'll change it to fire for $10 million. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that comedy of errors. You know? He hangs up the phone. His wife, hey, how'd that go? He's, I would have done it for ten grand, but she wanted ten million. Yeah. I don't know. She must be really good. Yeah. Gosh, I guess uh that didn't work out. But, you but have... then I wrote a book oh, about then... about a little girl who wants to be a screenwriter. Now everything I learned in screenwriting went into the book Ruby Electric. Ooh. And William Goldman, our wonderful friend, who you know, the wonderful screenwriter, William Goldman, who wrote the Princess Bride and all the President's Butch Men, Cassidy. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Fantastic. Kid. He, he was a good friend of Pete Garland, so he he, he loved it. that. He wanted to adapt it. Oh wow! And he took it to the people at Castle Rock. Castle Rock, and they said, "Well, we're doing another boy movie, a young kid movie. We can't do two in the same year." But he wanted to, so that's pretty close. That is close. wasn't wasn't Home Alone, was it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't go. Whatever it was, yeah. I wasn't going. There. But you, you do have your your latest one, uh, the year we sailed the yeah, sun. Yeah, that one right here. Now make you? yeah, it says that won the Penn Naylor uh, Working Writer Fellowship. It did. Yeah, it did. and that that's your your latest one that's out. That is, it's it's been out now for. I think it came out in 2015, but then there's been the pandemic and everything, you know. So, 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 yeah, so you get two, so you get two years to shave off of that. It's like right. everyone's two years younger. But this <laughs> is thank you. <laughs> this is a true story about Kevin's mother. She was a little girl who was an orphan in St. Louis. It's based on that. It's 
she didn't tell tell us all the stories, so I made up a lot. But she, she was an amazing person and an amazing little girl, and it was a, a privilege to write about her life. I love that. Her early life. Well, so, if, it, well, well, real quick, if you guys are interested in, in Teresa's books at all, um, you can go to www.teresanelson.net. Uh, we'll put the link in the episode description if you want to get her books. And and again, you are in the right spot. It is Teresa Nelson. That is her her name for on her books. Uh, don't look for Teresa Cooney, otherwise you're going to be looking for a while. Um, <laughs> but we will have that link in the episode description. Yeah, I'm curious. So your target audience is typically a set age range? or I really write. Years ago, we went to the wonderful Bugs Bunny Roadrunner movie the the one about the the creators of it and i can't remember what they called it but it was wonderful and at some point they asked the the cartoonists and you know writers everything people doing the voices all of them do you make your cartoons for adults or for kids and they say we make them for ourselves <laughs> i just write what i love and what i'm interested in uh, but they they're mostly uh marketed to kids some of them are for a little bit younger. I would say the 25-cent miracle and uh, maybe the one about the monkey, the Empress of Elsewhere. Lots of a little bit younger kids read that. Uh, is that about the Houston Zoo, as a matter of fact? But the age ranges. But the age it goes, I would say, anywhere from 9 to well, I, adult, really. It's, it, it's really... It sounds like there's a little bit of something for everyone. Oh, it's no question. Yeah. Perfect. So when I go to your website and buy your books, I'm just thinking my, my daughter's 10 years old, so she can start oh, and then definitely. we can yes. follow yes. you okay. up throughout she's the a, age. She's okay. a great so age for my books. Yeah. That would be wonderful. Excellent. Okay. That would be well, great. great. Now, there, has there been since, are there talks to you guys to collaborate on a screenplay or are you, would you, no. would you, no. <laughs> I was like, you would know she you I wouldn't mean, cast Kevin she, and, 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 and she quite often lets me read stuff and, and I oh, give her and, and feedback. And I, mm -hmm. I write characters for Kevin. They're in fact, if we ever do the the which we really are, are wanting to do, which is the one we wanted to do? Oh, the one about my daddy's story in the war. My daddy was a Marine in World War II. And uh I I wanna write a play this time. I wanna write a play and I want Kevin to play the old Marine looking back. On the time. Oh wow! But there's also a, a little boy because my daddy was in when he was the first place he went was one of the uh, islands of Samoa. Samoa, and there I didn't know that there's British and American Samoa. Mm -hmm. He was on American Samoa. I thought he was on British Samoa, where Robert Louis Stevenson is buried, but that's not true. But Daddy was a great lover of Treasure Island, and now I'm calling it the other island. And this little boy who followed him around when he was on the island of Samoa before he really went off to the real fighting, idolized my dad. And I, I want to make the play about him and the little boy and loving Treasure Island and trying to get to the other island to go to the, that beautiful place where he's buried. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. I don't know. But yeah. Kevin would be the old man. Not that he's old. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> yes. But he would be the old man looking back. You better hurry up. I was like, she gets you at a discount, right? right. <laughs> like, it's like every time you bring your spouse on. There's only so many days at two eggs a day. I know, right? <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, I, I, I love that you guys have, the, well, I hope that you guys have a chance to collaborate again um, with a, a different project that's your own. Um, sure. So I, I think that would be uh, amazing. Um, would you debut that in Houston? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. 
That'd be, that would be awesome for the city of Houston, so we would love that. Um, uh, Philip, we, Philip Lale at the Fourth Wall Theater mm-hmm. uh, has asked me to, has to try to write, interest, yeah. has expressed an interest in my, you know, some sort of a, a, a play that we could do together. And so if he just stays, if Fourth Wall continues, that would be our, our Yeah, this sounds like first. a lot of beginnings are beginnings. So this is very That's good. True. Yeah, this is, this is, these are Fred's coming together. I like this. It's, it's wonderful to be home, you know, it's, and it's great. We, there's so many talented people here and, and Kevin reads to me every day. That's the good thing that happened with the, the pandemic. pandemic. He reads. The pandemic, you know, when we were all locked into our houses together, you know, he said, well, what do you, what should we do? First of all, we're so happy that we like each other. <laughs> it's really fortunate. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time. And so we decided Mostly. to read books together. So I'm, you know, and it's, we've begun with our morning coffee. I'll read a chapter of whatever book we're we're. Uh, and you get no read, not, not audio books. No, no. Like, okay. just literally okay. read so My wife's book. real big into the audio books. Yeah. Like she'll, oh, yeah. she'll go through like a couple books a week just because she'll yeah, it's great. literally just have them on. In the but, car and stuff. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. but you guys sat and actually like yeah. read. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. Fun. It's so great. He read to me just today. It's a wonderful book he's reading now to me. Yep. Tell me the name of it. I've forgotten. Uh, one that Philip had recommended to Philip me. Philip Lale recommended it. The yeah. Gentleman in Moscow. A Gentleman in Moscow. It's just okay. wonderful. Okay, I, I love that. Maybe we'll have to put get a, a list of your, your top ten, you know. Move, uh-huh. o- move over, Oprah, or, or, <laughs> yeah, Re- or yeah, Reese, right. or whatever. You know, the Cooney's top ten <laughs> list of, of books, or recommended books. Now, with all this going on, and you mentioned that you guys are kind of enjoying time with family and things like that. So you're not working or you're not doing anything else, no. no films or anything in the future right now? Nope. Okay. If something came along, he would not say no. For for the right. So you you so there's still the possibility, it just has to be the right project. Oh yeah, you know, I still okay. have my agents in New York and in LA and you know, if if they want to But you don't have your eye on something no. specific. Okay. No. That, that that's fair enough. I mean, when yeah. you you guys got a lot, plenty going on with family and things like Absolutely. that, so that's nice. Yeah. He did one of our friends movies not too long ago that the the one for Dylan Baker it was a, a wonderful actor friend of ours. Oh well, well yeah, that but that's directed. been a while. That's been a long time. Seems like just yesterday. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like we'll be married fifty five years in September. How about that? Yeah. We are so. If we old. make it, yeah. <laughs> we hope we make it. Well, I'm happy that you guys brought bring that up. Okay, so you guys have been married uh, quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, ho- uh, hopefully, there's not any secrets that are that haven't come out. I'm sure you guys have no secrets, but just in case, we're gonna play a little <laughs> game. All right, <laughs> this game is called the Not So Newlywed Game. <laughs> oh, oh, so <laughs> why am I worried? <laughs> Hey, you know what? So, <laughs> Don't hold me responsible. This one's all this guy. So we we have a little we have a little whiteboard over here, and and whoever wants to go first can can use this. Uh, you, you know, go. and we have okay, you I'll can go. you can choose your your color. I'll take the so, blue. Uh, Kevin, you get the red. And how this is going to work? You'll see this little bowl right here, and you're just going to choose. Uh, you're each going to choose three little slips, and um, you know you have to read it, or we could read it, whichever you want. I, I want to let you guys read it. Okay. And uh, then, Teresa, you'll give your answer and see if Kevin can can guess it. And then we'll reverse that and say, Kevin, see if you can answer the same question. And so we'll, we'll give a couple. And uh, Philip's going to keep score here. 
Because okay. <laughs> Good to know. Because everyone says there's not a winner and loser in marriage, but <laughs> but, but so far, I've, never I've, been married. Anyone who says that has never been married. Right. right. Uh, but yeah. all, all all for fun, all for fun. And hope. would you rather be right or happy? I'll take right. <laughs> no kidding. Thank you. Yeah. So and we have some some beautiful little thinking music for you guys just ah, just to perfect. make sure. This so is great. <laughs> so, so wait, take three at once so or just, one at we'll a time. We'll go one at a time. We'll go one okay. at a time. So and I put them in this bowl so you can't say that we're hand picking them and no. <laughs> right. so okay. all right, so what is the first question? What shoe size does your spouse wear? Okay. Oh, do we even need to write this one down? Do we need to write it down? Oh yeah, I guess I guess uh, I guess let's let's write it let write your answer down and then we'll see if Kevin uh, Kevin knows. So we'll, we'll give you your, your cue music. So, oh, so, she, so, so she's writing down her, her answer, her, and you have to try to answer that. I have to try to match. Yeah. It. See but, how, but it's her shoe size. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, oh, see how, so, well, how well you know each other. So you're going to write it down. I'm going to write it down. Okay. And he can't look. <laughs> and he can't look. He's, right. not, he's not looking. We'll show the camera. Okay. So write, write it big so we can. Oh, write it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Write it yeah. Write oh, big? yeah. Write big. Okay. All right. There we go. All right. So, Kevin, what is Teresa's shoe size? Six and a half. It used oh. to be. It did used to be. He's almost right. It, like lately, I've moved to seven. I like how you've, I've, you've moved up. How has that happened? Uh, because just, as you get older. You know, as you get older, your feet grow. They just, <laughs> they sort of, <laughs> they spread out. Yeah. It's so much yes. more comfortable. But, but six when she was 40, okay, she wore so a four and a half. If, if it's six and a half in a certain kind of shoe, that's perfect. Okay. All right. So we'll give you half credit. We'll Thank give you. you. <laughs> I, I'll take it. I like that. I like to, that is the key to a happy almost 55 years of marriage right there. Uh, you can leave that on the table. Right. Okay. All right. Go ahead and slide the board over to Kevin. Kevin, you get to choose uh, something and we'll All see. Right. And here's a little eraser if you need to erase. Oh, we erase. Answer. So All right. Go so go ahead and oh, choose. Oh, it's a good eraser. Okay. And let's see what what this is. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is this is a no-brainer for either of us. Okay. Which of the two of you is best at penny pinching? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Laughter. I, 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 all right. So, Teresa. You don't even have to write all it right. down. Yeah. We're both going to agree on this one. <laughs> Do I just say it or yeah, write it? Yeah, you can say it. Go for it. Kevin, there's no question. No yeah. question. Yeah, she's right. All I, right. I there we go. I have never met a penny I wanted to pinch. No. All right. Well, that that's it. There you go. So, that one goes to Teresa. So, it's one to a half. <laughs> and it's, it, it is, it is nev- we've never had any difficulties. No. Okay. No problem. <laughs> All right, Teresa, you get to choose another one. Oh, this is so exciting. And you can dig to the bottom, so just so in okay. case you think I put like the juicy ones on the ah. top. <laughs> what is the first thing your spouse would buy if they won a big lottery? Ooh. Okay, so so uh, so write down what you think yeah. he would buy. What this, I think what, Kevin what I yeah, would what buy. What Kevin would buy, yeah. What do you think Kevin would buy? If he won the lottery, so write that down. He's not gonna look. We'll give you. We'll give you your, some thinking music. So what do you think? <laughs> he may even be considering this right now. He <laughs> might be changing thoughts. No, no, I know. If he won the lottery. Oh, I feel like most spouses would kind of know, like how frivolous we are with the, like, <laughs> I like that you go right the frivolous. <laughs> well, my wife. I'm thinking. <laughs> 
Whatever, whatever it is it. that I would buy, my wife would tell me it was frivolous. That's for sure. Okay. I got it. Okay, hold up, hold up to the camera. Kevin, okay. what, what would you buy? He might not say all those words, but that's what it would be. Oh, okay. Season tickets to the Astros. <laughs> oh! <laughs> of course. I oh. forgot about the Astros just what for a well. What did you say? <laughs> Oh well, that, wonder, was, that was second a, on the list. A wonderful that's what he, trip. He does always take me on wonderful trips. Wonderful trip. That was pretty close. I just, but I should have thought of that. So, 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 point to Kevin on this one, yeah. So, so, yeah, no, 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 no point, no just point no, given. No, yeah, point. no point given. All right, Kevin, your turn. We'll, we'll do a few more. We'll do a few Erase. more. We'll give him a chance to get out of the half a point realm into whole numbers. No, no, don't but worry. But I love the Astros too. <laughs> I, I know so much. And believe me, actually, that that wouldn't be lost on me either. Yeah, no, season tickets to the Astros. Don't feel bad about the half a point. It grows with age. So <laughs> be. Just like foot size, right? Shoe size. <laughs> what is the first gift gift you ever gave your spouse? Ah, okay. So write down what is the first gift that that I ever gave her. Mm -hmm. so you have to write down what it was. No, that 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 she gave that she gave you. <gasps> that I gave yeah, him. Yeah, she gave you. All right. Yeah, I know. That, that's I know too, what it is. Yeah, it's too easy to you know, know that. Know? <laughs> I do know. It's too easy to uh, know damn. what you gave I her. I, I don't <laughs> think there's a man on earth that has like a good I, fight. I, oh, I'm, man, I'm, this I'm is curious. A I'm curious. Question. I'm curious. Get, so, you can remember this. Remember, I earned it while you were in the army. Oh, I earned the money for it. Oh, she's giving you. She's giving right. you hints. Can't look now. Okay, so Teresa can't look. Yeah. It cost fifty dollars. Oh, she. <laughs> it barely didn't help oh. at all. This I earned it at the Alley Theater singing oh, a song for the it. Alley Theater. Stop it. At this point, she might. I think she might have to tell you. <laughs> you can do any, it. Any clue? Can you give me a clue? I gave it to you when you came home on leave in the arm from the army. I gave it to you. I was so excited. I sang those songs at the Alley Theater. Uh oh, here comes here comes the eggs. Here comes the eggs. Is, I'm, I'm stumped. Yeah. Now for all you dirty people in the audience, remember they were already pregnant off to war. So <laughs> this is not not where I, I you're should, going with this. I should remember this. It ticked. Oh, it was a watch. Remember? It was the watch. It was an, a watch that was just like my father's. Wasn't yes, it? Yeah. You, and you loved it, it so was an much. Elgin watch, and you it? still have it, even though it's broken and tarnished now. But it was beautiful. Then. That's right. All right, we're, we're going to give you a half a point for that. So now you're at one. Because <laughs> I didn't write anything. I know. So, Teresa, so Teresa with, gave you a, a little bit of help on that one. So we'll she really did. <laughs> so. With the hints. It's good teamwork. Yeah, that's right. All right, so at this point, it's it one it's, it's one point. <laughs> yeah, I know you're 55th anniversary <laughs> president. Yeah. And it's also going to tick. Right. So. Yeah. You can call up that producer. I'm ready for that house burning one no now. Kidding. We can. We'll start right away. All right, let's that. do. We'll do one more each, and see, Teresa. Why don't you really dig in there and see if you can grab low, one? Really low down. Yeah, and we'll see what we. Some great ones at the bottom. Where? <laughs> where did you share your first kiss? Ah, so where did you guys share your first kiss? All right, Teresa, you so you write your answer down. Let's see if Kevin. I think I know that. We'll yeah. we'll, we'll we'll see how how good he is with this one. Don't worry. The next one is what was she wearing the day you met? <laughs> it's gonna be it's, might be a little rigged against males in this. Uh, <laughs> right. Don't, and 
what color <laughs> yeah. she wear? <laughs> I think I know the answer. I don't know where the hell we were, but I'm sure I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Okay. So Teresa's got her answer. All right, where? On our first date at the front door of the dorm she was living in when we said goodnight to each other. Uh, what'd, you, what'd, you put, what'd you put, Teresa? In Kevin's old 1960 red Chevy. We didn't make it all the way to the dorm door. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and it was a red dress. With... <laughs> and I, I thought it was when I kissed you goodnight. You did kiss me goodnight. In the, but that was not the, the first time? Well... You might be right. But it was our first date, but I had never kissed anybody on the first date in my whole life till I kissed Kevin on the first date. Oh. Oh. All right. Okay. Given that, I'm going to go ahead and think that answer is probably the right one. But I'm just... <laughs> 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 All right. One more. We'll give you the last one for you, Kevin. Last one. Okay. Oh, oh, do I, I right? We're still in a tie game, though. I've yeah, I know. I, I know. And we don't know much at all about each other. It's so we sad. Might, might be here. On a, uh, might be like part two on the podcast. <laughs> Fifty-five <laughs> years and we know nothing. You know, six seasons of Neighbors Don't Knock. I can say Brian's uh, scoring system seemed to be a little arbitrary. But <laughs> well, when you make when you make up the game yourself, it's going to be the game. We, okay. we appreciate any help you can give us. Thank you. All right, go ahead. What what is your question? Which family member of yours does your spouse find most annoying? Oh, <laughs> so write it down, Kevin. So who, Teresa? Who? What? What? Who do you find most annoying, or who does in he? His, who does? Yeah, in, in his family, who does he think he finds? It, who does he think? Who does he think finds annoying in your family? No, I'm so confused. Now you're confusing me. Oh, <laughs> read, read the question again. Did I? I, I did. No, we can't do the this. Most, the no. most annoying point in this room. <laughs> <laughs> we could get in so much trouble, and no oh, one. Oh no! Okay, no <laughs> one in. Okay. No one I'm going to dig in for another one. This no. question has been struck from the record. No. No one in our families annoys yeah. either Editing. of us. We okay. love yeah. all of our family members yeah. so much. We're thinking of you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> what would your spouse say is the hardest thing about being married to you? Oh, so what would Teresa say? Okay, so he has to so write, has to write down that down. What Teresa would say is the hardest thing. Hardest thing. being married to me. Yep. Do yeah. I write it down? You have no, to, he yes. writes yep. it down. You have to see if you match. So I'm we're going to give him a second to write it down. Okay. I'm going to go with memory issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I lose The hardest, hardest thing about being married. What would she say? I, w- I will say this one, You came out. he came out writing a lot faster than the gift one. So. <laughs> what I think was annoying about Kevin, about being married to Kevin, what? So could what be? would he say? What is the what was the hardest thing about being married? That what would Kevin the say? Hardest, the hardest, hardest thing. Would he would think yeah, would be what the would hardest he, thing yes. about being married to what? Yes. <laughs> oh. No, to him. No, no oh, wait a minute. Well, the, the hardest thing that she that she <laughs> has with me, right? Yes. 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 Something that I do that the, you find is oh. hard. That you find oh. rather difficult. To yeah. Most could it there, might be the most annoying thing. Could there be anything? <laughs> if anything. If if you, if can, you know, how much time does she have? Because she may have to think a long and hard about this. I have to choose be, just one. <laughs> <laughs> 
not, it's not that you can't think of anything. It's like, it's which true. one? She's like, can no. I put my answers in a white bowl yeah. and pick one? Exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. I would say his <laughs> he would think it was a, annoying about me. No, what, no, he, no, no. What no, I would th- think was annoying about him. About me. Yeah. I would say it's a little tiny bit annoying. Just a little <laughs> tiny bit annoying that he is always so worried about how late I am. <laughs> I was I thought it would have been would have been this. What? Whistling, okay. whistling, whistling. That he does it on purpose because he thinks it's funny. <laughs> yes, that's actually the worst. I just temporarily <laughs> forgot. Why well, say half point to Teresa then? Because she knew in the second half. Which which means that we, which means we'll we'll, we'll go Have a tiebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> we can, we do we want to do a tiebreaker? I don't know. I, maybe I, I, th- I think no. we'll leave it at that. I think you guys pretty much know each other. All right. So. All right. All right. A well little done. bit. And that's the uh, not-so-newlywed game there you go, right here on Neighbors Don't Knock. We're not really very smart. We couldn't figure right. out even what you meant. <laughs> oh, I don't know yeah. if I could think. Maybe that was it. I, I don't know if I, I could think of uh, what I meant. But thank no, you guys see, for, see. for playing along. Indeed. And for all of you actual newlyweds out there or newly engaged, let this be an example. Just fake it till you make it. Everyone, <laughs> everyone's winging it Absolutely. the whole time. There you go. There you go. Uh, but... It's time for one of our favorite segments. That's right. It's time for Neighbor Tweets. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is the part of the show where we scour the Internet for the good, the bad, the ridiculous of what you neighbors are out there or putting out there online. And right now we have some great ones. Uh, Giorgiano. This one comes from Giorgiano. And Giorgiano Bruno, yeah, I should say. Gio Bruno 1600. And he says, my neighbor was thrown out of the Walmart break room yesterday. They asked him what he was doing there. He told them he was on break. They said, you don't work here. He said, I just finished using the self-checkout. So clearly I do. <laughs> Does Giorgiano have a point here? I mean, at that point, I mean, we are kind of getting into the to a lot of automated, you know, take care of it yourself type of things. So, you know, (laughs) do you think he was right? I thought this tweet was really cute. And and I actually, I I appreciate that he, uh, that he put this out there because the self-checkout thing actually drives me crazy. Right. Especially because it's such a waste of everyone's time. You have employees that stand there to watch you to make sure that you're checking out properly. (laughs) And then there's always a problem, right? Right. There's always a problem where you have to verify an ID or for alcohol. Exactly. Oh, you wanted to buy Tylenol? Hang on. Let me get my key card out. Wait, 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 uh, the razors got it. Are, are you 18? Right. right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, so, it. so, so I find that interesting, but, but the way that the world is going, uh, especially in the post pandemic world, I'm pretty sure that pretty soon the self checkout lines are going to ask you how much you want to tip at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't That's shock me. Funny. That wouldn't shock me. Do you guys use self checkout? I try. I do. Do you? Uh, it I always try. takes me longer. It does it really. Yeah. Okay. I have people at this. But I'm the, getting the better helpers. at it. Are so sad about when they see me coming. I, I have a hard time. Oh no! They, 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 oh, you yes. see them yeah. jump, run. jump in lines. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they try to act busy elsewhere. They're oh. so sad I'm coming. But oh no! I try. 
Well, <laughs> I, I, fine. <laughs> yeah. This is the barcode. Stick to writing books, lady. What's uh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> so bad. Well, uh, Giorgiano Bruno, I think that is hilarious, uh, but... Be careful to not infringe on employee benefits. <laughs> so Indeed. break yeah. room is off limits as much as you you do a good job of checking yourself yeah. out. And I can say having worked in big box retail for a number of years, the break room is, is never a really exciting place to be. It's, <laughs> it's a pretty bleak and depressing environment, actually. I can't, I can't imagine it's probably the cleanest place. I hope it is. but It I, usually smells I, like french fries. I mean, <laughs> yeah, someone's always bringing in like food from somewhere else Oof. or something. Yeah, eating, yeah. All right. Well, our next tweet comes from Sari Botten. And I don't know if I pronounce that right, but S-A-R-I. Sari, sorry, sorry, Botten. Sorry. Uh, but it says... Sari Botten. There you go. Cle- uh, uh, clearly, it was a mistake to give my neighbor my memoir because now every day she texts me and memes with advice on how to get my shit together. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> So, well, sorry, sorry. Um, what do you think as a writer? Would you, I, I know Kevin reads your stuff, but would you give it to a neighbor? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> Not our neighbors. <laughs> Let me tell you where we live. I highly recommend you don't do that. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I, it's a very brave thing to do. Like, hey, read this. But I guess if you if you didn't have anybody that could that could read it or, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I would be self-conscious because that you're putting yourself out there quite a bit with, yeah. with something like that. It, it, it's a little, I trust Kevin. He is a great reader and he's always my first reader and I trust him. I really do trust him. He's hugely helpful. So I, I really, I don't think I've ever asked anybody else except my editor to read my stuff. So now, well, now let me ask this. Do you ever question anything that, that comes to her like writing or anything like sure. that? Uh, okay. Oh, so yeah. you guys are, are a good compliment for that. Absolutely. Oh, okay. He's, he's, yeah. he's great. He'll, he like my editor won't ever tell me what to do, but he will ask questions that will make me rethink. Have I been clear enough here or, you know, all kinds of little things. So, and he did, this was cool. When I was writing the, the book about his mom as a little girl in St. Louis back in the early 1900s, he did the research on a baseball game that they were playing that the, the little girl goes to this baseball game. And in the book, everything that happens in the book really happened in the game because Kevin did all that research. It was wonderful. It was so fun. much fun. Oh, wow, that's that really sounds cool. like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. like a great fun. Highly recommend the next title when it says 1960 Red Chevy. Don't question that one. Just <laughs> there you go. I feel so, like I feel like that 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 might be the next book. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so I, I have a question that maybe you all can help me with on this one because in, in reading this tweet, um Sari Button puts an upside down smiley face as the emoticon. And I've seen this used before. I just don't understand what it means. What does the upside down smiley face mean? She's sad about whatever the story is. But it's not a frowny face. It's, I, I, I think not. I, well, I, I think maybe not upset about it, but it's kind of like more of a in between motion, there, uh, emotion right there, right? Maybe. I, 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 I mean, I so don't know. So she's confused. I'm confused. confused. Well, confused sounds right. It, confused might be might be right because I mean, now I'm sorry that you're you don't want to constantly get it have to give advice from somebody but again when you give somebody a lot of information like that 
you, you kind of are putting yourself out there for it. Yeah, you know, you lob your neighbor a softball here, and then <laughs> yeah, you yeah, passively, yeah. aggressively post on Twitter about it. <laughs> not, so. sure, not sure we've have a valid uh, reason to be upset here. Now, I mean, I, I guess I could understand if you start, it starts to wear on you, right? When someone's constantly asking for your advice. I mean, it's like, you know, how much should I be charging this person <laughs> after a while? You know, yeah. just like, you know, there, there are therapy. There's therapy <laughs> and therapists that will listen to you much longer than I will. So, <laughs> so, so, so I can understand the frustration to the to an extent, but I don't know. Uh, so I, I'm sorry. I, I would think don't like Philip said. I, I don't be passive aggressive. Just just let her know. Just say stop it. Yeah. That, there's my old woman again. Stop it. Just stop that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that is uh, another edition of neighbor tweets. <laughs> So uh, we want to thank you guys for for coming on the show. It's it's been a blast having you guys. You know, we it was could, such a pleasure. We can have you uh, stay much much longer. Uh, we'll have to always. You're always welcome to come back. Uh, but make sure you guys go to the link in the description or TeresaNelson.net to get her books um, and whatever Kevin and them are doing. If they give us license to to promote any of their stuff we will make sure that you guys and our listeners and neighbors know what's going on here in the houston area or if they happen to travel um and have other projects going on so we'd love to keep up with you guys with what you're doing indeed indeed and if you're the money behind any kind of production efforts they'll ask for 10 million but they only need 10 grand so. <laughs> no 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 they stick, yeah. with, stick with the 10 million what kind of discount is that <laughs> yeah, stick with the 10 million you know inflation now you know right. plus plus this the, is true there could be there could be small roles this is true this is true <laughs> budget rooms for you know the uh, let me I'll, I'll carry the tray yeah. of drinks yeah. <laughs> i went and bought table. burgers for my family the day i'm pretty sure they threw some zeros on those as well <laughs> yeah, so. you know i'll sell peanuts in the crowd you know whatever uh but we like we always like to ask our guests if they have any neighborly advice that they'd like to offer our listeners and neighbors neighborly advice oh you warned me about this earlier and i forgot to think about it <laughs> neighborly <laughs> advice marry somebody as cool as kevin cooney if you're a girl uh, and you will really have a great life. That's it. All right. Hard wow. to beat that. Hard, hard to beat that to be advice. That. Wow, that's uh follow that up. <laughs> <laughs> I would my advice is once you reach age sixty, never trust another fart. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, oh I have god. to I have to admit. It's pretty pretty close for the win. It's pretty good. Yep. That's pretty good. You uh, really you really <laughs> Pick the rose out of the garden with Mr. Cooney here. I, <laughs> I had other ch- chances too. Oh, he was the best one. <laughs> it's the best she could do. Oh well. Well, we want to thank you guys for stopping by. Um, you know, it's it's just been a joy to have you as always, and we're always following what you guys are doing. So thank you for being part thank of the show. You. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. You very guys much. are wonderful. So I much appreciate fun. it. And y'all, if you want to learn any more, please reach out to us again. We like comments. We like our pod inbox uh, slash neighbors pod inbox.com slash neighbors don't knock comments the most. So happy yeah, to answer it, any questions. It might end up on the show. You never know. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Always check for more content. We got new episodes every Friday. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Out.